everyone, this is V, your favorite podcast host and producer. I just need to start this episode off with two quick notes before we jump into the actual content of the podcast. So first, we did record this episode using new equipment, which we do mention in the upfront. Unfortunately, after listening to the entire episode, I'm just not fully satisfied with the quality of the audio. And you may notice in some spots that my voice seems to fade in and out a bit. I do apologize if that creates any difficulty listening to the episode, and I have done my best in post-production to improve the audio quality. You may also hear me ask you to provide feedback about the audio. You can just disregard that, as we'll be using our normal recording equipment for future episodes, and we will not be using this new audio equipment. Two, just a quick correction, there is a moment where Lucas uses two acronyms, PSA and TSA, and what he actually meant to say is PTA, like Parents Teachers Association. English is hard. Sometimes we make mistakes. Okay, that's all I wanted to preface in the upfront. Let's jump into the episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Play Choices Podcast, a podcast you hear. I'm your host, V. And I'm the co-host, Lucas. I'm just so excited because we're, like, recording this with, like, new audio equipment. I know, right? Yeah, we are. It's so exciting! I hope the audio quality is better. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it's worth the money that we spent on it! It was, like, $100 worth of equipment! But yeah, we have new audio equipment, so if it sounds unusual, that's why. If it sounds weird, or if you have any feedback about the way the audio sounds, please let me know. Happy to be here. Happy to have the ability to have the equipment. So thank you, everybody, mm-hmm. for your donations. Um, thank you for listening to the ads, because that did help us build up revenue to be able to even afford this equipment, which is really nice. So I just want to thank everybody for listening, especially if you are a part of our secret service, those people who donate the money to the podcast for us to be able to reinvest it and just continue to improve the quality. I mean, I'm kind of crossing my fingers on that one because we're yes. just now recording. We've done a couple tests. It's not like we're just doing this dry, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know until you sit down and look at the entire finished product is what I'm trying right, to say. Exactly. So we're crossing our fingers for this one but it is exciting and it's very funny that the the podcast that we're splurging out on is the nanny affair too (laughs) so yeah we're gonna spend this episode discussing chapters four through six of the nanny affair book two Uh, this episode is not spoiler safe so if you do want to avoid spoilers for the nanny affair book one in its entirety and book two chapters one through six please go read those first and we'll be here for you to come back and listen the last kind of warning i do need to give for the nanny affair is because it is a book that is very focused on sexual content we may have to discuss sexual content as just part of like the nature of the book so if you are not old enough to be listening to that type of content or if that is just type of content that you don't like then i would greatly encourage you to go to a different episode where we won't be discussing or we are less likely to discuss that type of topics or that type of content okay that's all I need to say. <laughs> we got the professional shit out of the way. Let's just go ahead and kick it off with chapter four of book two titled The Housewarming. So as a reminder, the default MC name is Anna Schuyler. So that's how we're going to be referring to the MC for the duration of the episode. The chapter summary says, will your party thaw your guest attitudes toward you or will they give you the cold shoulder? So the chapter begins with Anna at her apartment. She is preparing for the housewarming that naya pretty much forced her to have <laughs> for the pta parents which we're still confused about what the purpose of that was i have read this entire book in its entirety and i still don't know so that's not something we ever get more <laughs> clarification or answers to i guess we're just supposed to accept at face value that it's something we need to do i don't know <laughs> nothing about it makes sense but the twins and jordan arrive and there is a diamond scene to have the twins help anna finish prepping for the party it is a 16 diamond scene did you take it oh no because the opening scene they were already making shit wrong and fucking shit up and i was like you guys have to leave because obviously i'm so in love with your father that i have to do this correctly and you right. guys are not going to be able to help yeah you guys are actually making it more difficult for me to become your stepmother oh <laughs> god that's such a weird concept <laughs> Oh my goodness. I mean, I'm sure the kids went in mind, but like, I truly hope Sam has like a, a sit down with them and like, okay, feelings between me and your old nanny have evolved. I'm, they have to know, actually. They no, do they know. have yeah, to know yeah. because remember, like, at the end of 
book one, they were when she was leaving, she was like, "It's not about you, boys," and they were like, "No, we know that it's not about us." Yeah, yeah, Remember? yeah. Little sneaky bastards. Yeah. Right. <laughs> book two, and we were still waging the war on Mickey and Mason. And Absolutely. Even, I think even on like our first episode for book two, we had a comment about them being like villains. Still, yes, uh... it's just becoming a theme for us. I don't hate the kids that much. I just find them annoying. I think Lucas is the one who really thinks that they're plotting our downfall. <laughs> they're a little bit too observant, and the way the writers like write them to be important to the plot in some moments when it's only meant to like push the characters together, like that's just like villainy, you know? Yeah, it's very weird because they're like, oh, yeah, like, we know that you and dad are, like, in love, yada, yada, yada. But then at the same time, they're like, oh, this is something you're doing for my father. Let me fuck it up. Absolutely. Let me not take and- it seriously whatsoever. I mean, I understand that they're, like, little boys. It's just the fact that they have these, like, moments of clarity where they're like, yeah, no, like, we know what you guys are doing in order to, like, keep this relationship afloat. But we also actively sabotage it. <laughs> <laughs> But they're they're cute. Um, I don't think I took this scene. I can't remember. Like I said, I read this chapter like weeks ago, and unfortunately, in my notes, I didn't write down whether I did or didn't. But I'm going to assume that I didn't because I usually don't buy the diamond scenes for the boys, and I don't really care about Jordan. But let's walk through what does happen if you do take it. So if you take the diamond scene, the boys will rush to find uh, the ingredients. They will leave momentarily, and Anna will turn back to Jordan and notice that they are closer to her as in jordan has stepped closer to anna um no i don't like that yeah the (laughs) book narration is so heavy-handed like literally the narration and i wrote this down because i thought it was very funny it says and because i'm playing a male sam which means i got a male jordan Mm -hmm. so the narration says he must just be making space for the boys when they get back Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) ma'am ma'am miss wrote in Anna's naivete like that's weird like- yes <laughs> no they literally wrote in like her being like oh he just made he just is just making space for the boys and it's like why would he need to make space for some eight-year-olds that are as thin as a toothpick from what I can tell from the drawings right that is so weird it's like oh my god he's so much closer and it's like okay we we already know what you're trying to do with Pixelberry. Like, we saw the beginning of the fucking book. <laughs> we saw the little flash forward y'all did to, like, make it known that we're gonna fuck Jordan at some point, apparently. <laughs> but for some reason, God, I mean, it's just their, the narration of the Nanny Affair. I mean, just truly not subtle at all. It's kind of agonizing, actually, when I think Yeah, it. no, it is. It really is. So, Jordan will ask to talk to Anna later because they're hoping to get some advice on nannying. Anna will ask, is it just going to be the two of us? And Jordan's like, duh, bitch. Is there a guest lecturer? Like, who right. should, who else should be attending this? So, obviously, oh, my God. I mean, the way- I know that we have talked about how you could play. I think we had this discussion a lot in book one where it's like you can either play like the Anna who very well knows that she's getting herself into a sticky yeah. situation, but still decides to, you know, go with it because, you know, she thinks it's worth the risk. Right. Or you can play a naive Anna who's like, no, nothing's going to go wrong. Like, it's going to be perfect. Like, me and Sam are going to end up together forever, yada, yada, yada. And, like, this dialogue just leans so far into the naive Anna territory that I just, like, have to roll my eyes. Because, like, that's not Absolutely. the Anna that, like, I want to play. Like, why is she sitting here? I mean... I'm not saying that she has to be sitting here like, oh, he wants to fuck me. Like, no, we don't have to go that far. But the whole thing of like, oh, my God, he's getting closer. Wow, he just must be making space for the boys. Like, bitch, bitch. Also, like this early on in the story, when like the interactions between you and Jordan are like very few, like, I mean, just like completely non-existent. And they feel the need to like try to create this atmosphere and have, I I don't know. It's just very... uh, it's, it's like fan fiction writing. Like, it really is. Like, it's just... <laughs> let's make something out of nothing and then make Anna oblivious to it. That's not the first time that you have accused the nanny affair of feeling very fan fiction-y. Mm. 
is... Can I just say, I just want to note, I'm, we're not trying to put fan fiction writing down. No, not at by all. By any means, because there are definitely some very, very, very talented fan fiction writers. It's just that, like, fan fiction does get a bad rep because it's not like y'all are publishing books. You know right. what I mean? It doesn't go through, like, eight cycles of editing, yada, yada, yada. And that's not... Right. There are definitely some shitty motherfucking books out there with really bad writing. But fan fiction does get the bad rep of, like, typically being very poor writing. Mm-hmm. Or, like, writing that just doesn't feel like it's, like, you know, professional Authentic. Kind of, right, yeah, right. like, professional-level writing. So that's why we make that comment. I, I, I fucking write fan fiction. So, like, nobody's looking at you right being like oh my god you write fan fiction you must be so bad <laughs> like that's not art that's not art done here um but yeah basically at the end of the interaction jordan will wink and anna will blush so okay whatever okay yeah yeah the boys will come rushing back in and the conversation will quickly turn into talking about mason's new girlfriend or at least that's that is what mickey is calling her Mason will deny having feelings for the girl, and Mickey will reveal that they promised to not like girls after Sophia and Sam broke up, which really made me sad, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, like, that, that's I them, like, like kind of opening up about the trauma a little bit. Just, yeah, no. just being like, it was such, such a bad thing to watch our parent endure that mm-hmm. we don't even really, like, want to be in a relationship anymore. Right. I yeah, feel like sometimes no. the writers of this book they just drop in, like, little details about, like, how traumatic Mason and Mickey's lives have been. And they just be, they be like, all right, and let's move on. I'm like, hold on. They're like, and now we move on to Anna trying to, you know, give Sam a blowjob at the back of, like, some museum. <laughs> while the while the boys were five feet away. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, that made me really, really sad. Um and but truly we spend no time on in the narration kind of focusing on that but like anna's pretty much just like oh that's cute you have a girlfriend how's class pretty mm-hmm. much and we mm-hmm. do learn that the twins are adjusting well to being in separate classes which is good so the scene will transition from hanging out with the twins to going to the party at the party jenny will gush about the celebs that are on the guest list that naya compiled Anna will greet all the guests and will oddly enough admit to the guests that she's no longer working for Sam as a nanny, which is different from what we predicted. I thought maybe they're going to draw this whole like nanny thing a little bit longer to make it make sense why she was hosting the party. Yeah, yeah. now it doesn't make sense if she has nothing to do with the children. Like, it's like, why am I at this? Yeah. Why am I at this party? You're a wannabe TSA mom? Oh, wait, PSA, PSA. Oh, you know what? It could be both. (laughs) <laughs> it could be both. Yeah, Some the way they're trying to strip search her and shit, find all her yeah. secrets. It could be both. So one of the guests whose name is Lana will bring up Sophia, and it seems like she's trying to get a rise out of Anna, but if Anna stays calm in the dialogue, she will impress the guest. Um, just kind of like a TDLR. Nobody really likes Lana at this party. <laughs> like, yes, the comments kinda, about her? Yeah, she's a she's bitch. The PTA mom that nobody likes. Mm-hmm. So, like, they all just have to endure her. And people are not afraid to put her in her place either. So, later during the party, Lana will bring up Sophia a second time. Lana will claim that they're besties, but continues to bring up um, the affair rumor. A.K.A. the rumor that Sam and Anna were bumping uglies <laughs> while mm-hmm. Sam was engaged to Sophia, which is, we, we all know is true, okay? Before we get on with the rest of the episode, let me interrupt with some plugs. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash message. It could show up in a future episode. You can also directly support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support, which will allow you to support us on a monthly basis. You can also go to streamlabs.com slash play choices podcast slash tip to make a one-time tip. All of these links will also be available in the episode description. Thank you for your support, and let's get back to the episode. The rest of the guests clearly don't really like her, and one of them outs that Lana was actually the one who told the tabloids about the rumor. So now we know who's airing our dirty laundry. Lana will then press Anna about her relationship to Sam, and if you pick all of the right options, Anna will say that the media distorted their friendship, and Jenny will insinuate that that was why she had to quit. So, okay, cool. Like the fact that Jenny has her back on this, still confused about why we're here. Yes, why are we uh, having the party? Absolutely. Just to introduce us to Lana? Is that it? 
I mean, it has to be like, yeah, of course, like, they set Lana up to be, like, the villain of this particular um, book. But at the same time, there was no reason for us to meet her because we don't take care of the kids. So yeah. it's just weird. It's very weird. Like, and it's weird that these, like, you know, P PTA moms have such a social standing with celebrity gossip that like if you're not in their good graces you can't be with sam without the backlash of the wedding failing yeah and then jenny's talking about all the celebs on the guest list and we're sitting here talking to the pta mothers. moms like can we go talk to the celebrities please <laughs> i heard the day like my wine like that's who i want right. to talk to like come on now i need to go talk to loki okay his name is tom hiddleston <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Is that Ariana Grande in the corner? No, we right. talk to her. Her last album was a bop. <laughs> like, I don't understand why we're sitting here talking to Lana of all people when she clearly hates us. Lana will make one last comment, doubting Anna's story before she leaves, and one of the guests will invite Anna to the annual regatta the following week. So after the party, there is a diamond option to invite Sam over for 18 diamonds. Did you take it? No, I did not. I did not care enough to. I've seen that man naked way too many times. Uh -huh. And also, the dialogue with Jenny was, like, a little sad because it seemed like she didn't want the party to be over. I don't know. Like, Jenny's dialogue was very sad in that moment. She was just kind of like, I didn't want to blow my best friend off for Sam, right? Because I just mm -hmm. feel like, ugh, I've done that so many times. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, no, like, I can survive one night without him. Like, let me just hang out with Jenny, clean up, call it a day. Yeah. No, I understand that. I also didn't take it. It really wasn't driven by Jenny's friendship at all. Just like you said, I've seen this man's nutsack a thousand and one times. Right. I don't think I should have to pay diamonds for it anymore. So I was just absent in this whole book. <laughs> so later, Anna and Sam will meet with Naya. They will review the party and Naya will say it must have gone well for Lena to try so hard to embarrass her in front of all her guests. Anna will mention the regatta invite, and I will say it is a perfect opportunity to organize a meet-cute since there will be press there. For those of you who don't know, a meet-cute is basically like a term for describing how a couple meets. So, that's what it's called. So, I think we should just go ahead and move on to uh, Chapter 5, Tell the Meet-cute. How's that sound? Yes, yes, let's do it. Okay. So, the su chapter summary says, It's time for you and Sam to reintroduce yourselves to the world, but your meet-cute won't be the only surprise to the regatta. This, honestly, the narration for this, pretty motherfucking short, I'm gonna be honest. We won't run through chapter five really quickly. So Naya is over at Anna's house the morning of the regatta. This is the first time, at least to the public, that Anna and Sam are meeting since she was quote-unquote let go as a nanny. Therefore, they're not allowed to participate in any PDA because their relationship is still supposed to be pretty professional. We learned that Sam and Naya came up with exactly how the meet-cute will go, but Anna is intentionally left out so that way her reaction is authentic, which honestly pretty fucking smart Naya. I don't know. She is just not subtle at all whatsoever, no matter how hard she tries to be. And it just be infuriating sometimes. So right. good for them. And also good for Sam as a partner to be like, yeah, no, I'm gonna have to like stick with her because you would just you do not know how to act oblivious. Yeah. No, I think I think it's a great tactic. Certainly makes a lot more motherfucking sense than this party we had to go to. I can't let that go. I can't let that go. I'll be honest. Forever, the first thing I'm going to be thinking about, the first fucking thing that Naya made us do is throw a PTA party. Why? Yeah. Yeah, no. It makes no sense. Okay, so at the Yacht Club, Sam will text Anna to meet at the pier. Anna will trip at the pier, and Sam will catch her before she falls into the water. A crowd will gather around them, they'll play it cool, and Anna will slyly mention how they haven't seen each other in a while. The crowd will whisper about the alleged affair and how it must not be true since they haven't seen each other in a while. <laughs> they, there's no way they would be lying. <laughs> no! They have to be telling the truth. They're at the regatta. People don't lie. <laughs> oh, did you hear that? She said it's been a minute. Oh, that means it has to be a little <laughs> That means she must have not fucked him. What if they were fucking and they just haven't seen each other in a while? Gotta, right, right. We gotta start being a little bit more skeptical of what we see, okay? Like, we gotta start questioning shit. So Sam will escort Anna to her seat, and the paparazzi is watching literally the entire time. At the seats are other parents from the PTA, as well as their children, including Mickey and Mason. Jordan uh, leaves to get the twins under control, and as uh, they're leaving, they will touch Anna again in a way that is very clearly called out in the narration. Like, uh, 
Jordan be going out of their way to make sure that they're making physical contact with Anna all the time. Mm. And it just keeps getting called out in their narration. I thought that the affair would be more sexy. I just have to be honest. I thought I was going to be more turned on by this. And I'm really right. not. Because us touching arm hair, like, uh, go on somewhere. No, <laughs> you tickling the back of my shoulder blade, it's not doing much for me. Like this. <laughs> You taking like a half a step closer, not even close enough that I could smell you. You just like get a little bit closer. Like, no, Jordan, if you don't go take care of them kids. I feel like this is exactly how like Mason must have made his move on his new girlfriend, right? Like, oh this is my how, like, God. First graders flirt, right? Yes, absolutely. That's how they flirt. Like, this is, give it, he's just spending a little bit too much time with the kids. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> he asked Mason for tips on how to, like, flirt. <laughs> and Mason was like, well, we just played Legos together. And he's like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, right. I could totally do that. I could do that. <laughs> so a- Sam and Anna will settle down to watch the race. And Sam will suggest they sneak around, which you can do for a 20 diamond scene. It's pretty much just a sex scene. Can I just, did you take any of these sex scenes? Okay, I did take this one because, listen, okay. I I am only interested in the sex scene if there's a chance that we can get caught, you know? Okay, Let's, got you, you know, doing it for the rush. Yeah, I'm doing it for the rush, you know, because uh, then other than that, it's just like, you know, like Sam sneaking over to my apartment, like, the odds of someone finding us, very low. But mm-hmm. us fucking at this damn regatta with everyone there, mm, bring it on. Yeah, no, I I mean, spoiler alert, I didn't buy any fucking sex scene in this entire book. It just, I didn't think it was worth it. Afterwards, Lana will grab Anna aside briefly. Lana will comment that Anna looked really cozy next to Sam, and that Sam could cause Anna problems. Anna can either respond nicely to her or get defensive. How did you respond? I definitely play dumb. Like, I just feel like I have to play dumb until, like, the real, real motives are um, revealed. So I was just like, oh my god, like, thank you so much for warning me. Like, I didn't know. Like, I don't know who this man is. That's so crazy. Thank you, girl. Because, like, what's the point of getting defensive? Like, that's what she wants, mm-hmm. right? I got defensive because fuck her. Oh my god, what was the dialogue for that? Like, I don't remember. You know what? I played this so long ago, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking useless. No, I literally don't remember. I'm sure if you look up, like, on some YouTube video, yeah. they, they picked it. Like, I'm absolutely sure. But, like, I was just like, I don't like you very much. So, whatever. <laughs> so, the group will watch the race, and Lana will notice an unusual but familiar-looking boat. And that is when Sophia will arrive, saying mm. it's her boat participating in the race. So, Sophia's back, bitches. I mean, truly, like, I gotta be honest. I should have saw it coming. But I did not see it coming. Shady's back. She back. back. Tell a friend. We ain't got no friends. <laughs> we ain't got no friends. We trying. That's why we that's why we doing this. That's why we at this party, you know? I knew Sophia was coming back because I saw like in, in like the teaser for the nanny affair, they said that like Sophia and Robin would be making an appearance again, but like I just I was just like one. I and why say- now? Like, wh- first of all, it's so so Sophia to show up at this like you know yearly annual big huge party in her fucking boat. Like, so her. It's just like, ugh. She's a badass bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say though, like as much as. I don't know. Did I really complain about Sophia that much in book one? I can't remember. Someone, a bodyguard, tell me. Did I complain that much about Sophia? <laughs> I can't recall. But I will say that, like, definitely in book two, she becomes, like, a lot more enjoyable, I think. I think the book, like, turns a, a corner when she comes, though, in my opinion. I definitely feel like the content and the quality of the content improves. Mm, okay, okay. She just That's adds, like, an interesting dynamic. Because, like, the nanny affair really is only good for the drama, right? And, like, yes. if I'm reading and it's just me and Sam, like, trucking along in our relationship, like, I'm so bored. Yawn. Right, right. You mean I'm happy with no external issues? Right. Like, Boring. <laughs> absolutely. Give me some motherfucking problems, bitch. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to chapter six titled The X. The summary says the sudden change to the corporate competition means you'll be spending a lot more time with your worst enemy, dot, dot, dot. And so will Sam. 
So the chapter picks up some days later with Anna sneaking into Sam's apartment to ask how their job is going. Sam will reveal that Sophia's dad, Paolo, died a few days ago from an apparent heart attack. Tony, who is Sophia's brother, signed everything over to Sophia, and she will now compete for the Dalton Russo Corporation against Sam and Robin in a three-way showdown. So That's so crazy that, like, her father knew that Sophia still, like, has spent years in this business, but he still signed it over to Tony? Toby? Whatever it's... What's her brother's name? Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you know he was only in a chapter and a half. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I know, I know, I know. It's just so insane, like. And I love that Tony was like, "Bitch, I don't want this." <laughs> exactly. I, I truly, truly like. Instead of just being like, oh, "You know what? My father left me this. Like, I have to." He was like, "No, I'm gonna give it to my sister, who could most likely do like more with it than I could." Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny. I and I also wonder because like Tony, Tony was there when we were at the dinner and stuff, and, like meeting the family. But I wonder how much of it is just like you know what, I really don't want anything to do with this versus how much of it is like Sophia strong arming him. Because we don't really know their relationship that well. Yeah, true. So I do wonder if like what's leading to that decision. But I mean, either way, we really, I'll just go ahead and spoil it for you. We don't ever get any context. As, we don't, we never see Tony again. So like, we just oh have God, to take that so <laughs> Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> So, in the middle of their conversation, Robin will enter. Robin insists that Sam needs to work with them in order to get Sophia out of the competition. So, Robin will scoff at the idea of Sam preferring to lose the company over working with her sibling. And Sam will question, are you even my sibling anymore? Dramatic. So (laughs) Dramatic. What are we all going to, like, I mean, like, why is anyone even mad at anyone anymore? Like, I don't understand. We were all doing it. We were all doing it. Like. We have to drop this. Okay. Because this is getting ridiculous and petty and childish. And, like, it's just, come on now. Before we continue with the rest of the episode, let me interrupt to share our socials. We are at Play Choices Podcast on Instagram, Play Choices Pod on Twitter, and we're also on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com. I'll post any episode notes relating to this week's episode on Tumblr. We're also available for streaming on all major platforms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review as reviews help us in the platform's algorithm. If you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the podcast. As always, we are a growing podcast. If you see us on your socials, we appreciate a reblog, a retweet, or share depending on the platform you see us on. We also love it when you share our podcast with your choices-loving friends. And back to the episode. So after Sam says that, Robin will back off, saying that they can at the very least be allies. And Robin does seem like very clearly regretful of the state of their current relationship. Sam says that when they look at Robin, they only see someone who betrayed them and walks away. So Anna will talk to Robin briefly, and Robin confesses that they aren't the kind of person who is likely to get a second chance, and that they feel foolish of thinking that Sophia's return would ever get them a second chance with Sam. So... Um, to be honest, kind of walk away from this dialogue feeling just a hundred times more sympathetic towards Robin than I have ever felt towards Sam. Yeah, truly. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, Sam's out here getting everything that he wants. Oh, say that again. One more time. One more time for the audience, just in Sam case I didn't hear it. is out here getting everything that he wants in life. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Imagine trying to prove yourself to a family already feeling like blood is thicker than water like literally (laughs) come on like robin was just out here trying to do his very best again we have a a male sam you know so i gotta i gotta advocate for my male robin out here just trying to do what he thought was right and truly like and this is gonna sound like a little naive but why was it sam just like oh my god thank you so much for having sex with sophia because i was hitting anna in the back like this whole time like i don't just go over there and like high five your bro dude absolutely y'all were literally fucking each other's i mean not i mean i guess anna in a way could have been robin's bitch just in the sense that like they were friends you know what i mean yes yes and like robin and anna had a little bit of like a little bit of like a not really a secret friendship but like a little bit of a friendship you know what i mean I mean, like, what is the... I understand that they are truly both trying so hardest to be, like, you know, the CEO of this company. Mm -hmm. But, like, regardless of who wins, wouldn't they just put the other one right under them? (laughs) Like, Like, what is this whole thing of, like, 
at the end of the day, even if you lose the competition, you still win because you're going to have major, major like money coming in and major responsibilities for this company because it's not solely just a CEO's job. They're just the one who owns it. There's still a lot of mechanics and a lot of people that go into playing, you know, the role of a healthy business. So this whole like all or nothing states, it's not really all or nothing. And if they do just get over this and like have that line of communication open, they both could win. I don't understand this. This is so petty. Well, I do feel like it is a little bit more dramatic for Sam because he's not playing for himself. He's doing the competition for his for boys. Sh- mm-hmm. Like it always like- comes back to like, I got to leave the twins a legacy. Right. Something to inherit. And what if they grow up and be like, I don't want to be no damn business major. The fuck? And then you just subjected yourself to this life for however many years and they don't even want it. Right. And who's to say that Robin won't have children? Well, I don't think Sam really gives a fuck about Robin's children. No, I I mean, that is true. That is so true. That's a compelling argument for people who are fans of Robin, but from Sam's point of view, Sam's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> no, like, truly, fuck you and your hypothetical, theoretical future kids. Like, fuck you and your sperm, ho. <laughs> like, like, literally, literally, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely, but no. So yeah, yeah, Sam don't give a fuck, but because, yeah, I, I mean, just, go ahead. If Rob, I can't understand where Robin's coming from, because like, Robin lost Sophia, Robin mm-hmm. is losing Sam, and mm-hmm. there's a high potential now that Robin, it, it's it's not just, you know, two people, it's three people now. So now you have to worry about more people who could get this company over you, which right. could, in fact, leave Robin with nothing. Because at the end of the day, if Sam doesn't win, theoretically, Sam still has Anna. Yeah. And, like, Sam doesn't even need this company for his happiness. He's just stressed out about the boys. Right. Permanently. All the time. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just kind of walked away feeling like Robin kind of had a little bit more like skin in the game in this than Sam does. Like I feel like yeah. Sam is doing this just to be like petty and just to yes. have a legacy for his yes. family. Like you are so motherfucking rich, your kids are going to be fine. Yes, truly, truly. They don't need you to win the competition for CEO in order to secure them like a good. So afterwards, there is another seventeen diamond scene to give Sam a massage. Did you take this one? I did it. It gave me PTSD. I remember. <laughs> From what? Because there was an option. Y'all, listen. A little fun fact about Lucas here. I hate feet. I I mean, I hate feet. I hate feet so much. Uh Like, they're just deformed hands. Like, uh, it's just a thing. In the diamond scene, there was an option to either, like, massage his back or massage his feet. And I was like, why the fuck would y'all put this in? I feel what like is... you should know because foot massages are very common, though. I feel like you set yourself up for that one. But what is sexual about a foot massage? You know what? I'm not. It's no not, one it's answer a... that. No one answer okay, that because okay. I know some people got some foot fetishes. Out here. <laughs> I'll shut my mouth then. <laughs> that is not me admitting I have a foot fetish. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that was an answer I was going to give because some people do find feet sexual. I don't, oh my! Yes. I just already know. I have to know. Twitter gonna run with this, not man. I what I love it. It was literally the most like the smallest of seconds of silence. And you're like, no, I'm not defending it. I'm not no, saying I'm not saying that I'm right. Like just because I say that furries exist doesn't mean that I'm a fucking furry. I'm right, just saying right. that it's something that some people are into. Right, right. But even and if you okay, so as Anna someone, and Sam is as someone who loves receiving a foot massage, it is okay. Let me. Can I phrase it like this? I'm not going to mm-hmm. make it sexual. I'm not saying that it's... I'm not I'm not talking about looking on the toes or nothing. What I am saying, though, is that there's something very romantic about someone who you love relaxing, number one, a part of your body that you're literally on all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like your feet are basically the workhorse of your body. Like, Absolutely. That's true. They just get yeah. slammed all the motherfucking time. And then, two, it's the... It, like you said, it's traditionally viewed as a nasty part of the body Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people who are very afraid of feet i am semi one of them like i don't like watching people's toes in motion i just don't like it Mm -hmm. i don't like you ever have someone put their feet next to you and they kind of like flex their toes i'm like what are you doing it's like a loaded gun like someone just pointed a gun at you right (laughs) (laughs) but there is something very romantic about someone who so, someone who you love, someone who's gentle with you, someone who knows how to take care of you. Massaging a part of your body that, one, is overworked and sore. And then, two, just, like, taking, a, like, a careful, 
just giving a part of your body that most people would traditionally look at as like, ill gross, I'm not going to touch that, and giving it some TLC. Like, there's something very, like, romantic about that. Okay, I can, I can see the emotional appeal of it. I really mm-hmm. can't. There is, like, an, there is an emotional appeal of it. This is Anna and Sam we talking about her. I've also given my man a foot massage before, so I'm partially defending myself. <laughs> After he washed them. Okay. It wasn't like he took his toes out of some stinky little socks and, and put them towards Flexed me. Flexed them. <laughs> you know what? I just got a little nauseous. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Oh, let me just stop. Yeah. Mm, okay, so, yeah, the diamond scene. <laughs> yeah, the diamond scene. <laughs> Back to the book. <laughs> okay, Um, I didn't take it. Like I said, I am not fucking this man. I have become a nun in book two. I want nothing to do with him. So, later, Naya will meet the two. Naya will announce that the meet cute was successful, but wants to start working again, even more so now that Sophia is back. Naya suggests that Sophia and Anna meet for brunch, as Anna is technically the other woman, and Sophia has a lot of clout in social circles. Naya reveals that she got Sam a seat on the Arts and Education fundraiser for the Metropolitan Opera. The two will split to go on their separate task. At brunch, Anna and Sophia will greet each other passive-aggressively. As they sip mimosas, Anna can either express condolences for Sophia's father or say that she has to be at the brunch. What did you say? They express condolences. I feel like if you picked a different option, you're a fucking asshole. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how much you don't like Sophia. Losing someone's parent is difficult. Absolutely. Like, a death is a death. Like, no matter what. It doesn't mean. You can have the most fucked up, complicated relationship with your parents, and you're still going to feel sad. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. I also picked that. So, basically, if you apologize for her father's death, Sophia is surprised that Anna apologize for it and Sophia will say that it's been hard losing him despite how many flaws he had mm, and there were many <laughs> yeah there were many there were many for sure afterwards Sophia will ask what Anna wants Anna says that they just want Sophia to leave them alone and not try to ruin their reputation Sophia will say that she doesn't really care about Sam's reputation and she definitely isn't a scorned woman and admits that their PR story benefits her too because she doesn't want to be the one who is left for the nanny She's not trying to be the the scorned woman. She doesn't want that. Yeah, true. Sophia will turn the conversation towards the competition, and the conversation pretty quickly gets aggressive. Sophia is very straightforward that it's open season on everyone, but it's not personal. She says that she can manage to get the sympathy of the public while simultaneously stabbing Anna in the back. So there is a diamond scene to get the better of Sophia without her retaliating in front of the cameras for 15 diamonds. Did you take this? I did. I really did. I did. I'm sorry. You I know did. what? I am Team Sophia, but I just had to see how this was going to play out. I did. I did. When she was like, "Yeah, like you know, business is business, but like I will ruin you still," and I was like, "Oh, bitch!" I said, I "Okay, bitch. <laughs> Love you too, baby. <laughs> Let's do this, bitch." <laughs> I said, "I'm about to express my condolences for your career, ho. Keep it up." Oh. <laughs> my god so if you take the diamond scene anna will open up with lots of compliments to sophia but then takes up on the sore spot for her she can either poke on uh lana or on sam if you pick on lana sophia will defend her by saying that she couldn't attend the wedding because she was having a baby if you pick sam sophia isn't bothered because she never really loved sam anyway so sophia is cold as hell sophia don't give a fuck then anna will mention robin and anna will uh poke at sophia for treating robin so coldly um, again, at this point, Sophia still doesn't take the bait. And then finally, Anna will hint that her personal life is the messiest of all. Anna can either say that she's only in the corporate world because Tony is lazy or that her father died thinking she wasn't good enough. Which, like, Oof. bruh. Bruh. I. <sighs> the father option is so awful. It is. But I chose it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh my god! (laughs) What really gets me in the dialogue when you pick the father option is that Anna tells Sophia that, like, you couldn't even be a successful wife or mother. (laughs) I'll tell you what, bitch, that's motherfucking cold. That is motherfucking cold. You look at someone who just lost their dad and be like, oh, and by the way, you failed every expectation your father could have ever possibly set for you, including the most minute, like, misogynistic ones. (laughs) Right. Like, you couldn't do the basic thing that your father instinctually thought you would be able to accomplish. Oh, my God. Checkmate. 
either way, no matter whether you pick the Tony option or the father's death option, she gets really angry and her face definitely shows it. The cameras outside will capture every expression before Sophia realizes what's going on. On her way out of brunch, Sophia will trip into a dessert cart and her clothes get covered in cake, which I'm 99% sure. You remember that scene where they did that little prank where they explode a cake on Sophia in book one? I am 99% sure this is the same motherfucking art. And that's why it pissed me off because it's just kind of lazy. It's recycled. Yeah, it's recycled. I was like, it's, it would be, it's not that it's not funny. It's just that I know that y'all only wrote this scene because you were like, oh, here's art we don't have to remake. Before we continue with the rest of the episode, I do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions or comments that you would like to be included in a future episode, please email us at playchoicespodcast at gmail.com. Questions can be related to books we've recorded episodes on, books that we haven't read yet, or even questions you'd like to ask us. Please specify if you want a shout out, otherwise all emails will be anonymous. Alternatively, you can go to our Axe box on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com and submit a question. Just specify that is for the podcast and we'll be sure to include it. And back to our episode. Absolutely. Absolutely. If it was different artwork, then that way we could focus on the irony of it happening to her again. But right. like, it's true. That's not the case here. It was the same artwork. It's not the case. It's the same motherfucking artwork. Did you help her clean it up? I think I did help her. I did. I did yeah, for, for the, the cameras. Yep. For yep. The cameras. For the cameras. But here's the thing. As, as satisfying as that scene was to watch. Okay. The thing that I'm confused about is like, I can see why momentarily feels good to piss Sophia off mm-hmm. because you're catching her off guard in a moment where she clearly wants to look good because she wants to look good for the pap. But what I don't understand is like, isn't that also going to introduce questions about there being drama between the two of you? Which like, isn't Absolutely. that what you're trying to avoid? Absolutely. That's what I get confused about this scene. Like it feels very good. But like, I remember in the narration, they're like, you can piss her off without there being any consequence to you. And like, how? How do you have no no consequence? The way that these Mm -hmm. tabloids be running their motherfucking mouth, you try and tell me that they don't know that you're upset? That's the most basic question. Like, it's going to be like, why was Sophia trying to storm out? You know what the tabloid's going to say? The tabloid is going to say, Sophia and Sam Dalton's former nanny Mm -hmm. get into an argument at brunch. Yes. That's what it's going to say. And how is that good for you? It doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I still took that motherfucking scene, though. <laughs> when they said it's not going to be at any cost to us, I said, bitch, sign I said, me All the right. fuck up. Sign me the fuck up, please. So afterwards, uh, Sam will text Anna, letting her know that they're volunteering at an animal shelter. It is a diamond scene to spend time with Sam and the boys at the animal shelter for 16 diamonds. Did you take this? No. I don't think I took it either, but I did watch it on YouTube. Um, I'm not really going to talk through like what happened too much because it's not super eventful, mm-hmm. but I will admit that the premise was a bit confusing to me because like, aren't y'all supposed to be a secret and y'all like meeting up in public to That's go volunteer what I'm saying. animal shelter? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense, but there are cute animals. The boys are there. They're interacting with the animals. It's kind of cute, but you bet. Lucas, just in case you're wondering, did they fuck in an animal shelter? <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, they I don't expect did. anything less from them. I really don't. It, there's nothing like a couple of animals just get you really up and at them, right? I, I mean, did it doggy style. Oh my god. <laughs> woof, woof. God, it's your boy Skinny Penis. <laughs> it's your boy Skinny Penis. <laughs> so later that week, Naya will announce that they'll be doing another public appearance with Sam sooner, thanks to Anna's efforts. They will be going on a date to the opera. So I guess that's where we're going to be picking off. Um, sex at the opera, pretty much, is what yeah, I'm basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Her moans is going to be an alto. <laughs> oh my, bitch! I'm done with you. <laughs> You're not going to be singing with them. (laughs) Can I ask you a very random question? You think Sam's loud during sex? Have you gotten that from the narration of their sex scenes? No, right? I I get more of like a... a, He's a dirty talker. He is. I get more of like a a low grumble. Like, uh, Anna. You know, like very like... Please don't ever do that in my ear ever again. I did not like that. I did not like that. (laughs) (laughs) I did not like that. Oh no! 
<laughs> Massage my feet for me, Anna. Oh! Goodness. Suck on my toes, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> Let me flex them in your mouth. <laughs> he's, he's going up to her like, lick the lint between them, Anna. <laughs> the boys will never know. <laughs> the boys are like playing with Legos and like Anna's sucking Sam's toes on the couch. The only thing that I truly, like, admire about Anna and uh, Sam's scenes is that, like, uh, they write Sam to be so attentive. And, like, that's just, like, that's so hot. It is so hot. Like, that's it. That's really the old, the way that, like, Sam's like, I want you to nut first. <laughs> it's just, yes. like, the, the only thing that's, like, good about it. But their their dirty talk, man, it'd be taking me the fuck out. I'm like, am I reading like and I here we go again. Am I reading fan fiction? (laughs) I'm like, real maybe y'all do. Maybe y'all talk like in porn, but like their dirty talk that you see in porn, like it's just personally for me, it doesn't necessarily always get me off because sometimes it's just too much. Like too much. Because, like, as someone who's fucked before, <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm not a virgin, but as someone who's <laughs> fucked before, some of the times, the things that they say, I'm like, how do y'all have enough breath control to say all of this in the middle all of sex? That. Like, yes, yes. That's where it becomes unbelievable for me, because I'm like, y'all not gasping for air or nothing? No, I need sig- I need sentence fragments. Okay. Yeah, I need <laughs> phrases, not full, I need, not a fucking paragraph. No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyways, let's move off this topic. We've been <laughs> talking about sucking right, toes right. and dirty talking. <laughs> Bro, I'm, still, I'm still thinking about the <laughs> touch my feet. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so later. Oh, wait, we already finished that. Okay, so that's the end of the chapters. <laughs> I'm so distracted. I'm like, where am I? Where was I? Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. Okay. Let's end this episode with some good old-fashioned rapid fire. Oh, love it. Love okay. it. Let's do Anna. Predictable. I mm, I feel like they have her wavering between naive and intelligent, and I don't like it. They just do it whenever it's convenient. Yeah, absolutely. How are you, you going to be like, oh, you know, like Jordan must be just doing this because of for this reason, but then he makes mm-hmm. you blush? No, no, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't like that. And then, like the whole thing where Anna's like, "I'm gonna pull a fast one on Sophia and embarrass her in front of the paps." Like, okay, bitch. One minute you like can't tell what Jordan's setting you up for, but the Period. next minute you about to set up Sophia. It doesn't make Period. any sense. And I'll tell you what, Sophia is the most intelligent out of all y'all. So the fact that Absolutely. Anna can like outsmart her, come on now. I mean, like dealing with Sophia is truly like uh, intellectual warfare. And yes. the fact that, like, Anna was able to pull that off when, in the past, Anna has lost every fucking time when it comes yes. to Sophia. Yes. Anna, don't pretend like you didn't just almost lose Sam to her. You better well, calm it's down. it's only because she punched below the fucking belt with that one, where she was, yeah, like, she talking did. about her family. And, like, Sophia, yeah, Sophia's made some jabs, but, like, Sophia doesn't know enough about Anna's family to, like, take her down. You know what right. I mean? Whereas, right. like, Anna has that dirty laundry because she had to fucking witness them interact with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sam, over it. Oh yes. Done. Yeah, Tom Def. R.I.P. Yep. Yeah, no. That little d- moth we were talking about with the battered wings. Mm-mm. Yep. Yep. It's been too long. Sophia. Love her still though. I really I love, love her. her. Oh I my love god. Her so much. The only she's reason a, why this book she's is she's iconic iconic an icon you gotta be a bad bitch to be able to come back to the same people who you know are talking shit about you and like raise your head high and still be like i am that bitch don't forget like you have to be iconic like you have to you have to okay uh jordan 
Oh my god, irrelevant again. Like he's just so. Oh my goodness. Like I wish Jordan was hotter. I wish Jordan was actually turning me on. But right, like not. he just want to be. He just introduced into like the chapters to like blow breath by your ear. Like I'm done. With, I'm over it. Like he's just there to like tickle your wrist as he walks by. It's like absolutely. Okay, Meanwhile, Sam tickling my clit every other chapter. Like, every <laughs> other chapter, whether I want to or not, in public and private and in right. dog shelters, uh, inside the kennel. <laughs> hey, like. Look at my feet. He breeding me. Like, I'm sorry. You've lost me. I'm sorry. You have gone a step too far, sir. Robin. Oh my god, yeah. Let's talk about Robin. <laughs> I'm sad for him. I am so fucking sad for, sad for Robin. Like, I just feel sympathetic. I just want to mm-hmm. hold my baby boy in my arms and just tell him it's going to be fine. Yeah, now that, like, I've truly, like, put two and two together and realized that, like, it's possible for Robin to lose everything that he did, in fact, work for, whether it was honest or not, he was putting in the work to achieve things and achieve happiness. Like, now that I realize all that could be taken away from him, it's it's sad a little bit. Yeah, it's really sad. The twins. Ugh, I'm the over them too. I do not care. First of all, just a little side note. Um, when you figure out that Mason's little uh, girlfriend is Lana's daughter, we breaking that shit up immediately. I do uh, not care. I don't care. <laughs> oh my god. We breaking that up immediately. How do I know that Lana didn't plant her daughter in order to get some information out of Mason and Mickey? You know what, sir? I never once. That never once crossed my mind. Not I'm a just saying, look, look who her mama is. That's all I'm right. saying. <laughs> okay, and finally, Naya. You know what? She doing her job. She doing the damn thing. I like mm-hmm. her because, like, truly, she's making the most out of an impossible task. And she's working it. Absolutely. You know, she's, she's spinning it in our favor. We love a hard worker. Absolutely. She's basically we- the Sophia of the PR world. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, Sam's a returning customer, so... Absolutely. <laughs> She's like, I gotta keep this man happy. Okay, well, that's pretty much all that I prepared for this chapter. So thank you so much, Lucas, for joining me on this talk. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our bodyguards and our secret service. That includes everyone who is making regular donations, anyone who's ever submitted a tip, and also people who are subscribed to me on Twitch. We will talk to you guys during our next episode. All right, bye, guys. Bye. Bye.